Today, the theme of the message is, and you shall be my witnesses. I want to speak to you today about being filled with the Holy Spirit, being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And maybe you've never experienced this, then this is something new to you and something you should pursue with all of your heart. And maybe you have been baptized long, long time ago. And maybe you just need to rekindle the fire of the Spirit in your heart today. For I sense that we stand at the beginning of a new season, a beginning of a new year. And if we listen to all the prophecies and just read the signs of the times, we really know that we are going into a most significant time in the spirit world going into 2019. And let me tell you today, you won't make it if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. If you really want to make an impact in this world, if you really want to make a difference, if you want to be truly a man or a woman of God, witnessing for Him, you need to be baptized with His Spirit. You need to be filled with His Spirit. You need to be full of His life. And I know that this year, the Lord is calling His church, that is you and I, to take up our appointed positions, our assignment for this new year. So many people are so worried about the new year and what it might bring. If we look at the economy and we look at the politics and all of those kinds of things, we might get worried for sure. But you know what? If we are filled with the Spirit, we look into another level of life and we live in another level and in another dimension. And I am so filled with anticipation. I'm so joyful and because I know this is going to be a most significant year for every one of us who hear and yield to the calling of God. God is going to use us in this year like never before. But we need to be filled with His Spirit Spirit. So many prophecies, and we need to be ready. So Jesus' disciples, they were also entering a new season in their lives. And I can tell you, they were quite disappointed by what has happened to them. For they were looking at the promised Messiah, and they were sure that he's going to uh, start the new earthly kingdom like it's been promised or they understood it and now he got crucified and all these things happened and they were in turmoil they were not quite sure what was happening here so they found themselves at the beginning of a new season and then Jesus told them we can read in Acts 1 verse 8 but wait and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Let me read it again. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Church, I'm asking you today, are we being witnesses? Are we faithful witnesses to the glory and the life of God? How 
how tired are the world of looking to a church sitting in tatters, a church being so defeated, so without power. No, 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 this is not what Jesus meant. And he knew that his disciples knew the power of the Spirit. Therefore, he told them, wait, and you will receive power. And when you have received the power, you shall be my witnesses. To be baptized in the Spirit is receiving the presence of God in your life. Can you imagine that? To be baptized is to be immersed into the person of Jesus, to take on the qualities of the person you have been baptized into. We should be jumping for joy. We, we, this should fill us with joy everlasting. Just imagine that, a mere human being like you and I, and here comes the Lord and says, do you know what? I will impart something of my eternal life into you. Wow. Can we ever understand that? We never can truly comprehend it. We can only accept it with joy and peace and, and with all the strength we have. This is the real deal. It's not a fairy tale. It's infinitely more than only speaking in tongues. So many people think if we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, that is what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, and it's got a lot to do with it, but it's infinitely more than that. I want to encourage you after this service to get the book of the late Pastor Ed Raybert about the Holy Spirit where in, in the info, at the information desk where it explains very carefully what it all entails. The, the, the reason, the purpose of this message today is not to clear out all the details of the Holy Spirit and being filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. The reason of this message is merely running around with a torch burning, fired up with the fire of God, touching each one of you in the spirit and just encouraging, encouraging you and asking you and telling you people, get on fire with God for this is what he wants us to be. He wants us to be alive in him so that we can be witnesses for him. Does it make sense to you? He wants to guide us. He wants to be with us. Jesus says in John 16 verse 7, however, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say that it's profitable for you if I go away. For if I not go away, the comforter, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Can you believe this? The Holy Spirit to be in close fellowship with you. He's not waiting for you here at the church. He's not waiting for you at an wherever. He wants to be with you. You know how many times when I ride my bike there in the bush, then I talk to the Lord, I speak to him, I understand he's next to me he's with me and he even he even enjoys riding my bike with me you know i believe that's why i got such a smart bike you know <clears throat> some years ago i i decided i would uh, uh, ride out uh, pedal out the swartberg pass now that's quite a challenge uh, and I, I i i trained for this and i I, I did it, and as I reached the top, 
I put my bike down and another chap from the other side, he stopped there with his very smart bike, you know, with shocks and the, all the bells and the whistles and what, what. And he looked at my bike like that and he said, uh, did you, did you did it all the way with that class hack, you know? <laughs> A farming gate, that's what he called my bike. And you know, I stood there and I realized, I said, Lord, this is not right. So I got a nice bike because I'm sure the Lord rides with me on my bike. He wants to be with you in close fellowship with you. He wants to be with you from the moment you wake up till the morning you go to sleep. And even while you are asleep, he wants to be with you. Can you imagine that? The Holy Spirit in close fellowship with you. So Jesus said, it's profitable for you if I go away. For if I go away, I will send my Holy Spirit to be with you. Do you think this is important? We read about Moses in Exodus uh, 33 verse 13 it says and Moses said to the Lord if your presence does not go with me do not carry us up from here verse 16 for by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight is it not that you're going with us is it not in your going with us that we are distinguished I and your people from all the other people upon the face of the earth. People, church, today I'm asking you, what distinguish us from the world? What is the difference? Is it not the presence of God? Is it not the Holy Spirit with us? For Moses knew if the Holy Spirit did not go with him, he would not make it. Let me tell you, if we endeavor to be victorious this new season, this new year, you can anything but ask the Lord, please, Lord, don't carry me into this new year with out you going with me I need you with me I need you to lead me to be with me every day sometimes we the church live such a mediocre life in the spirit we we, we live spiritually so subnormal that when we live normal according to the word people call us abnormal isn't it true? When we live normal according to the word, people will look at you and call you abnormal. You are a freak. <laughs> You're a fanatic. <laughs> you know what? You're in good company, for that's what they call the disciples as well. That's what they call the apostles as well. That's what all the spiritful people will call, and the people were not very happy with it. Our lives should inspire and draw people to Jesus. That is the message that I want to bring you today. We are going into 2019. We are entering a new season. People, we need to be filled with the fire of God. We need to be full of the fire of God. If it's necessary for you today, ask the Lord, Lord, help me to rekindle the fire of your spirit in my heart today for that the people can look at you and be drawn to you, be drawn to a life that is so different, so completely different, so full of life and fire of God. Amen. Let me tell you point number one uh, about Stephen the volunteer. So how many volunteers are in church today? Can I see your hands? 
There's a lot of volunteers, so I've got very good news of you. For we read in Acts chapter 6 and 7 about Stephen the volunteer. And this, at this junction, the church uh, entered into a new season. What happened is that they grew exponentially, and the widows said, no, some of the widows said, but we are not taken care of as well as we could. And the apostles got together and they said, it's not good that we should be kept busy with these tasks. Verse 4, we read that they said they would continue to devote themselves steadfastly to prayer and the ministry of the word. And then they said, you people choose out of you seven guys full of the spirit. And they chose, firstly, Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Acts 6 verse 8, we read about him. Now Stephen, full of grace and power, worked great wonders and signs among the people. How does that sound to you? He was not even a pastor. He was not even a master. He was not a father or a mother. He was just Stephen, the volunteer. Stephen going about all the menial tasks at church. But while he was going about doing this, God used him mightily in signs and wonders and healings. Why? For he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, that's good news to you, especially all the volunteers in this church, all the volunteers wherever. And I want to encourage you today. Don't let the enemy tell you that you are not qualified to do these things. No, no, no. Here we read in the Bible exactly what it meant. He was doing it full of faith, persuaded of the truthfulness of God. This is Stephen, filled with power, filled with grace. This was a man of God making a difference, witnessing to God. Acts 13, verse 52 says, And the disciples were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. You can go on to on the screen some more. Acts 13, verse 52. They regarded him to be precious, for they were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you. Maybe today you say, Well, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. That's good. You were baptized. You need to be filled continually. That means you regard him as precious. You regard this as a priority in your life. This is what happened to these people. They were on fire for God. They were God chasers. They were people who could not get enough of God. They could not get enough of the scriptures. They could not get enough of his spirit living in them. This, I ask you today, if if you measure yourself, where do you stand against them? them? They were full of power, miracle power, exactly what Jesus promised. But then his opponents arose and debate and argue with Stephen. Verse 10 we read, but they were not able to resist the intelligence and the wisdom and the spirit with which and by whom he spoke. He had wisdom witnessing the truth of the gospel of Jesus. Verse 13 says, Then all who sat at the council, as they gazed intently at Stephen, saw that his face had the appearance of an angel, witnessing to the glory of God. Can you imagine that? 
people looking at Stephen the volunteer see something of an appearance of an angel in his face? Wow. <laughs> Sometimes if you look at people's faces, it's all but the appearance of an angel. And it's not an angel you want to know. That one. No, 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 no. True. Sometimes, oh yeah, let me rather not go into this. But this is what happened to Stephen, a man so filled with the Spirit of God that you could even see on his face that here is something else. Here's someone else. There's the life of God in him burning. People could actually see the reality of the eternity of God and the life of God shining through his face. That is witnessing for God. The message today is, you shall be my witnesses. I ask you today, do you witness your conduct, your way of life, the words that you say, the way that you treat the onslaughts, whatever happens in your life, if people look at you, can they look and say, wow, God is awesome. There must be something so real in God. Just look at this guy's face. Just look at his life. Stephen started delivering his sermon in chapter 7. His defense. And if you read through that scripture, and you count all the scriptures that he used, when quoting the Old Testament, he used roughly 62 scriptures. Imagine that. Now, I can see old Stephen standing there in the synagogue with his iPad. <laughs> his order. Old Testament. No, 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 no. He didn't even have a scroll. He didn't even have a Bible. It was all on scrolls. But he knew it in his heart. The Word was living in his heart. The Word was alive in his heart. He was one of those guys, you just could not get him away from the scriptures because it was living in him. It was making, bringing about a change in his life and he couldn't get enough of it. And he delivered his sermon witnessing that he had a true knowledge of God. He could use it. It was living in his heart. Verse 35 says, but he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. Can you imagine that? Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And there's a lot to say about this, but it's not without reason that it mentions that Jesus was standing at the right hand of God. I could see Jesus getting off his throne, watching what is happening here, saying to the Father, check this out. Just look at this man. Here, here's a man, a volunteer, but he's so full of the life of God that he moves heaven. He gets Jesus off his throne. He gets their attention, their undivided attention, looking at what is happening on earth before their eyes. Wow, look at this, Father. Look at this. And they, they would have been celebrated, jumping for joy, because all the promises they made, all the promises throughout the whole history of the Scriptures, here it's being fulfilled before their eyes, the power of God, the life of God in an ordinary man. Wow, it moved heaven. This is what a spiritful man's life can do. 
Can you imagine that? Being filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't even witness only on earth. He witnessed right into the heavenlies. This is a man filled with the Spirit of God. The heavens opened for him. Verse 56, it says, uh, And he said, Look, I see heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at God's right hand. Asking you today, would you like to see into the heavenlies? Would you like to have access into the spirit world? Well, here's Stephen the volunteer. <laughs> guys, look, how would you like it if I can stand here and say, guys, <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at Jesus here. Well, that would be quite something. This is exactly what happened with Stephen because he was filled. He was alive with the Spirit of God, a God chaser, a man after the heart of God. He moved heavens. And of course, people who didn't like this, verse 37, it says, But they raised, they raised a great shout and put their hands over their ears. They would not listen to his words. Maybe they were afraid of the power of his words. They could not stand it. They could not hear it. I want to just want to tell you, don't expect everybody to, excite, to be excited about your words. Don't expect everybody to jump for joy if you are filled with the Spirit of God and if you are alive for God. No, no, no. There will always be a number of people pointing fingers of you, accusing you of all kinds of things. That's the way the enemy works. But do you think that he was deterred by this? No, it could not touch Stephen. He just carried on. And while they were stoning him, he even asked the Father to forgive them. Wow, that is a man witnessing to the glory of God. Now Saul, who became Paul... Arguably the most significant apostle stood by, hearing it all. I often wonder, what did he make of that speech? Not quite the picture of the modern-day average Christian that we see here. No, no, I want to encourage you. Let this mean something to you. Let this encourage you and say, I want to be filled with your Spirit. If I've never been, Lord, would you baptize me with your Spirit? Will you give me your Spirit? Will you set alive the fire of God in my life? Lord, and if it's been a long time, would you help me to rekindle the fire of your Spirit again? in my life because it's just one thing people can just wear down and down and down and down and you can just get used to what's ever happening in your life it's not fresh in your life anymore no 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 you want you need to rekindle the fire of God in your life every day when you get up Lord I thank you that today I will be filled again and again with your spirit Lord again I will be today a God chaser I will not settle for anything less God you will change me you will create in me a new and a pure heart you will do a mighty work in my life so that I would be a witness unto your name. Amen. Amen. So be filled with the Holy Spirit. James 4 verse 5 says that the Holy Spirit yearns over us to be welcome with us. There are so many things to say about this. So many people say, well, I don't deserve the Holy Spirit. Well, neither do I. 
None of us ever would deserve the Holy Spirit. None of us. It's a gift from God. But his word says, if you've given your life to him and you've accepted Jesus as your savior, this is the next thing. He, what will happen, he will fill you with his Holy Spirit. He will baptize you with his Holy Spirit so that you may receive power, so that you will become a victorious living witness for God. That is why he baptized you. That's why he filled you. Look at that statement on the screen. The original life of the Father reproduced in His Son is the life the Spirit now conducts within us. Wow. You know what? I can even read it there on the screen. Marvelous. Let me read it to you again. The original life of the Father reproduced in His Son is the life the Spirit now conducts within us. How does that sound to you? Does it make you excited? It excites me. Wow, the life of the Father. This is what happens when He fills me with His Spirit. A few things will happen, and we haven't got time to, to, do, to, to read through that, but a number of things will happen in your life when you are filled with the Spirit, which brings us to the question, what about you and I? What do we do today? Now, I want to take you, you can go to point number three. I want to take you to Romans chapter 8 and ask you to go and read Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8 at home. If you understand the book of Romans, you will understand the gospel of Jesus. And even the summary of the book of Romans is 6, 7, and 8. And 8 is the climax of the book of the Spirit of God. And Paul's go through this chapter and he explains all the wonderful things that happens when I'm filled with the Spirit. And then he gets to the climax, Romans 8, verse 31. And he says, this is the summary of it all. And he says, what then shall we say to all these things if God is for us. Who can be against us? Amen. Amen. Church, we are going into a new year. You've got your challenges, business-wise, relationship-wise, money-wise, political, whatever the truth of the word says. You and I, what and who can stand against us? For God is for us. If we are filled with the Spirit and the life of God, you can look all of these things into the eye and you can, you can approach them with confidence in God. And you can say, nothing can stand against me for God is with me. I'm filled with the very life of God and God is not against me. God is with me. So I will not be full of fear or anxiety. No, no, no. I will be like a racehorse in the blocks ready to take off. I can't wait for this new year, for God is going to use us mightily in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. If, I, if, if you are playing a game, whatever sort it is, and you can do some time traveling, and you can have a look at the scoreboard, and you can see that your team has won, would it make a difference in the way you play the game? I think it would. Isn't it true? I want to tell you today, look at the scoreboard. You and I are playing in the winning team. 
We are playing in a winning team. The score is on the board. If you want to be a part of this winning team, ask the Lord today, Lord, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Would you again fill me? Would you again kindle the fire of God in my life? Would you again make me a God chaser? Would you again just fire me up, Lord, that I would love you like never before, that I would love your word like never before, that I would pray like never before, that I would love my neighbor like never before, that I would care for my neighbor like never before. Lord, that you would use me to show forth your love like never before. Lord, that my heart would be soft for the most notorious sinner around me, that I would accept them and help them and guide them to you, for your spirit will just install in me a love like never before, and I will be your witness. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the awesome privilege of the truth of your word that we could hear it, that you share it with us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are alive in us. Lord, and I pray today for each and every person sitting here, Lord, young and old, that you would just rekindle the fire of your spirit in their lives. Lord, that not one person here would be happy with where they are with you but that they would catch the fire of God. Lord, for I know that you want to use us this new season in a mighty way like never before. Lord, and we are so expectant of a mighty time with you. We are so full of joy and peace for this new year, and we thank you that you empower us. I thank you, Lord, for the mighty work you do in each life today. Lord, we pray that you bless everyone. We pray that you protect everyone. We pray that your peace will be with everyone, that your joy will be with everyone, and that everyone will just be so full of your grace today. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.